What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host Sean, dives deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and asks all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, I'm diving into the real reality of the reality recap. I have CJ from the Housewife Collector back on the pod today to give his opinions on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, this upcoming season of Potomac. He gives me a new view on Candace that I hadn't necessarily considered before, and we just chop it up about the HCU. Lock in while I clock in, because my new correspondent for the HCU review and I are about to get into it. Hey, Cherie. How are you, my love? I'm doing good. How are you? I am absolutely well. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. Uh, I appreciate you for being here. It's so good to talk to you in person. You as well. Yes. Listen, I've been listening to your episode of the show nonstop since you sent it back to me. I... I felt like I was listening to your audiobook. It was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Such great answers. I love how you wax honest and, and you're not afraid of, and you're not of a, you're not afraid of having a potty mouth, which I thoroughly enjoy myself. I love potty mouth. Yes. <laughs> so this is the perfect episode to have you on because this is reality recap. This is the episode where I have friends of the show back on to just talk about what they've been watching, what's been on their TV, what's been going on in their news feeds, and just kind of talk about what's, what what they've been seeing, what they can get off their mind. Yeah. So, what have you been watching? I just finished watching Beverly Hills Reunion Part 2, and I'm right at the end Potomac Episode 2. Okay. How are you feeling about Beverly Hills? Ugh, is I I feel the exact same way, if not worse, depending on the person. Mm-hmm. Like it did that whole reunion just kind of proved all my thoughts correct. Yeah, this season has gone from bad to worse to mm-hmm. absolutely unbearable pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, it because when the season when season twelve first started, I was like, okay. No, I I'm not excited for some of them, but you know I have hope. And at now at this point, it feels like a chore to just watch a single episode. Yes, it's and unbearable. Yeah, I haven't been watching for a while. I think I maybe watched one episode of the reunion or watched clips of the reunion just to get um, the information about Garcelle and then like all of that. But I just I can't. I can't. It's too much. It's mm-hmm. too fake. It's too toxic. It's just too much of being too much. And you can tell with some of the people that the show is just really getting to them. 
yeah <laughs> Lisa Rinna specifically Lisa like, Rinna mm-hmm. you can tell and, that that whole show is like you could see it's making her mentally unwell yeah like I don't know what kind of pills she got in that little Ziploc bag <laughs> she be carrying around but I hope she got a mood stabilizer and an antidepressant in there because it seemed like she be going through it down to the social media yeah can't tell anymore because she blocked me but I hear things oh no I, I hear a lot of things about her it's, and we finally got the alleged results from Garcelle's investigation tell me about that because I haven't been watching I watched a little bit of the first episode and I've just like I've been the most I've seen is clips on Instagram mm-hmm. that I muster up enough bandwidth to watch <laughs> so Garcelle recently said that she found out who did it but she wasn't gonna say who it was until the next day but it's been days but now it's rumored or proven, I think, at this point, because it's the investigators, they tracked down the bot attack to Lisa Rinna's phone. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. And Just I'm, like the woke stand page goes mm-hmm. back to her IP address or her home address or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just like the publicist goes back to the only person who's had Lisa Rinna's back uh, uh, unapologetically this whole time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I yeah, it's I think it's her time to not be put on pause, but be that one song on the playlist you just delete. Just completely delete. Yeah. Like, you ain't getting you, you ain't coming back. Like you go and you download an album and then you go back through and you delete the songs you hate. So it's just a playlist of songs you like. Mm-hmm. It's very that. It's very that. It's time for her to go. Erica can go with her ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm honest. I like I just think they need to do a big shake up over there. Like I could see the show without just Renna and seeing how the rest of the girls fare. But honestly, I don't want to see Erica ass back either. No, because we we went four seasons without Renna, five without Erica. They are we'll not live. the show. People always say they are the show. You know, no Renna, no show. Yes, without Renna, there is still a show. We went four seasons without her. Exactly. Like, it's an ensemble cast. And honestly, the only thing that Lisa Renna brings is drama to the ensemble. She doesn't bring any personal storyline anyway. Mm-hmm. So if she wasn't around here being the bully and doing all this toxic and problematic shit, what would she be bringing to the show? Exactly. And she tried to drag Kathy by bringing up Paris Hilton's child abuse. Yes. Which was doing Isn't- too much... She's a sick bitch. Like, it's one thing to throw Garcelle's book in the trash and send a video of it. It's another thing to try to utilize somebody's abuse to try to hurt their mother. Yeah, that... Especially when you're using the death of your mother as a cop-out for your own behavior. I know damn well Lois is rolling over in her grave. I said the exact same thing. I said, (laughs) that's a slap in the face to the woman that Lois raised you to be. I know Lois didn't raise you to act like this. Yeah, no, Lois was a very sweet woman. Rena, she, I feel like Rena will do anything to avoid accountability. Mm-hmm. She'll blame everything on everyone but her, or she'll own it just to 
please everyone. Yeah, she'll own it to keep from having to get harped on about it. So she'll come on and apologize and say she was a cunt, say she mm-hmm. was this and that, just to keep from people harping on it. So if she owns it as quick as possible, then they don't have a reason to keep talking about it. Exactly. Which I'm like, oh no, girl, we're going to keep talking about it. You you better believe I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about the husband. Let's talk about Because we know Harry Hamlin ain't innocent either. Hmm. Not at all. Not with his swat sucker shirt, but Mm-mm. kind of we gonna pray for him on that one. Or that Speaking... picture. Or that oh, sorry, picture. What? There's a picture that's semi-circulating on Instagram of him and his daughter, and it looks like he's kiss. He's about to like kiss her, like mm. his face is like on the side of her face. She's looking at the camera. He's looking at her that whole you know leaning against the face eyes closed looking down type thing and I was very uncomfortable that sounds uncomfortable that sounds weird I don't know what they got going on over there but listen I don't want to find out personally like I I don't know what y'all leaking on Instagram right now (laughs) to, to, to try to divert the interest for the show but we don't care we don't but speaking of people who refuse to take accountability, um, as another person of color, how you feel about Crystal? Oh man, I'm I'm torn uh, about the reunion. I'm going to talk about her at the reunion first. Mm-hmm. So sure. I am Team Crystal. When she came for Kyle, I was completely here for that because I love it when people clear Kyle, even if they're wrong. I yeah. love the whole, you know, that's my truth, you know, I'm done with you, or whatever. Right. But at the same time, it wasn't making... She was all over the place. She was like, that's my truth, that's how I felt. But then it's my experience is how I felt. felt. And I was kind of like, huh? Or the intention was how I felt. And then I was like, okay, you lost me. Uh, yeah it's very flippy for me crystal just won't accept what garcelle said garcelle said no matter what sutton said you were determined to harp on her being the girl that doesn't see color and to keep yourself from looking like somebody who was just harping on sutton you decided to make whatever she said by that jacuzzi worse Mm -hmm. just to make yourself look better so now when it gets to the reunion First, you go through the entire season saying she said something problematic. She said something mm-hmm. problematic. She said what she said was so worse and so dark and so evil. And then you get to the reunion and Kyle says directly to your face, did you want us to believe that she said something racist? And you say, no, nothing she said was specifically dark. It was my experience or what I took from the overall conversation that was dark. Those oh. two things are completely different those what, are not the same thing yeah what really confuses me is why are you using that as a storyline in season 12 when this was all way back in season 11 that part like and, why is this coming up now mm-hmm. and even way back in season 11 when Sutton says you know she doesn't see color I, like she, does Sutton even look or act racist like she's she's more like sensitive than a puppy 
Yeah, like at the how, end do you of the really day, think she's gonna say something racist or do something racist? And that hot tub comment where she said, you know, she's talking about her white daughter, her uh, her daughter's black friend, and her daughter's Asian friend, all just relaxing, having a good time in a hot tub. And she said, this is how it should be. There's nothing racist dark? or dark about it. She's talking about unity. She's saying she this is how it always should be. People, people of any color should be able to hang out peacefully and have it not be a problem. And what Crystal said at the end of that scene when she was like, I get everything that you're saying and 100% with you, but I don't think that that's enough anymore. That's where that conversation should have stopped because I agree with that. I do feel like some of the shit that Sutton says is racially ignorant because she doesn't have any experience with racism to understand that not seeing color is now not seeing the issues that come along with being a person of color. She didn't know that. So we can give her a pass for that. At the end of the day, her saying that, you know, these girls of different races are in a pool and that's how it should be. At the core root of that, there's nothing but positivity surrounding that statement. Uh-huh. However, to, to, to Crystal's point, we should be at a place where that shouldn't be something that we should be celebrating. Like, oh, there's yeah. girls of different skin colors in a pool. Let's talk about how great that is. That should just be normalized, right? But for her to sit here and claim that there was something darker, there was something darker. She went on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked her, was the was the comment about the girls being in the hot tub, what you were saying was so dark and so problematic. She said, no, it was something else, right? So then you don't want to say what the something else is. And then once you get to the reunion, you still don't want to say what it is, but now you're changing your story and saying that, oh, she doesn't, she didn't say anything that was specifically racist or racially biased. It was my experience from the conversation as a whole. You never said anything to the like of that until the reunion. The entire time you were saying what she said, what she said, she said something, and now your story is completely changing. And it's not the first time that you've contradicted yourself. Yeah, it's two completely different things. Because saying something and experiencing something, I, I don't know in what world that would be the same and I just think she's trying to look for a storyline because production told her after last season that she needed to step it up well that's a terrible way to do it yeah she's talking about stuff we either already knew about or just re-bringing stuff up for no apparent reason Crystal gives me the type of person who learned about racism on Twitter (laughs) and never actually experienced it in real life. But because she's a person who categorically fits under the term person of color, now everything that has ever been said about racism, now she speaks about like she went to prison and then all of a sudden (laughs) learned the law. Like, you know how people go to prison and then they read one book and then all of a sudden they a lawyer? Yep. That's how Crystal gives me about racism. Like she read a few tweets about race and now all of a sudden she's the head of the NAACP. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. Especially when the shit that she says doesn't make any damn sense. Like you're saying things that in the correct content are valid or or, or 
in the right context is valid but you're throwing a bunch of these trigger words and a bunch of these hip phrases like my experience and all of that type of shit you're just throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks because that's what's trendy right now on Mm -hmm. social media it's giving very social justice warrior it's giving very sjw it's giving very like it's giving very counterculture her whole time on the show has been social justice warrior Yes, and Crystal gives me the type of person who she consistently conflates things that have nothing to do with each other to make to try to make us see what she wants us to believe. Mm-hmm. Like for example, when she tried to equate the word violate when she talked about Sutton bringing her her her, her jacket and then tried to discredit Kyle feeling violated when she got her home broken into. Two points about that. One, why would you try to discredit Kyle saying she was violated when your whole entire storyline last season was trying to validate that you felt violated? Mm-hmm. One. And then two, you can't sit here and make you feeling uncomfortable with somebody entering your space when you didn't have clothes on to somebody's safety possibly being put at risk. Yeah. There was in no way, at no time, at no period, was Sutton gonna come in there and do anything to you. You were never in any real danger. Do I validate you saying you felt triggered because of your experience with with, with being assaulted and with having an ED? Yes, I validate that statement. However, that is not the same as somebody's actual safety being put at risk. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. And then on top of that, when this helper tried to sit here and say that requesting Michael Jackson music is problematic, that was so that stupid. pissed me off. It pissed me off because that her saying that is problematic. Her <laughs> saying that is problematic. And let me tell you why. Because you can't sit here and say that now because somebody was accused of something that they were never found guilty of and the people who were bringing up the recent accusations were people who staunchly denied the the same accusations years ago so their story is automatically called into question but he was also acquitted of uh, uh, of the same shit that he was accused of years ago so for you to sit here and say that now it's problematic to request him because of accusations is fucked up because what that does is validate every white police officer who falsely arrests somebody of color based on racial profiling and i have never heard of michael jackson being problematic or listening to his music being problematic right like never because of ever because of the fact that there was never he was never proven to be guilty of the shit that he was ever accused of like my example was saying that phil specter is problematic you request mm-hmm. phil specter music that's problematic he was actually found guilty of murder yeah r kelly suggesting r kelly music is problematic mm-hmm. one because he was found guilty and two because a lot of the music that he that is that that he's famous for is directly influenced by the shit that he got convicted of a crime for yeah but michael jackson like that is problematic like do you not understand as a black person the number of people who are put in prison on false convictions because they fit a profile or because they were accused of something in the name of emmett till i call bullshit on what crystal said everything that comes out of her mouth is basically bullshit i mean 
I'm I'm still hung up on the whole Michael Jackson problematic, but does she not, not remember that Kathy was best friends with Michael Jackson? That part, but that's like, supposed to be your friend, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Kathy's gonna request her best friend's song if she feels like it. Not if she just fucking because, feels oh, like it. Yeah, like, they grew up together. They had Literally. a very close personal relationship. Why wouldn't she want to listen to some Michael Jackson? It has nothing to do with, you know, the Fox Force being older women in like their 50s, 60s, middle age, and her being a millennial. Nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with his accusations. It's it's just a best friend supporting a best friend. To me, Crystal is the prime example of of the millennials that people talk about when they say you're oversensitive y'all want to make a problem out of anything Mm -hmm. y'all try to turn everything like she's a cancel culture millennial she's one of those girls she'll she'll try to cancel somebody just because of an accusation or you know (laughs) that in the third and it's like at the end of the day like people's careers should not be based on the court of, of fucking public opinion especially when there's actual legal proceedings involved yes just saying and then and what, on top of yeah. oh sorry what and what also really bugs me about crystal that just adds on to this whole cancel culture millennial thing remember at the homeless no what is that the homeless it's at the 80s party they're talking about the homeless not toothless charity mm-hmm. and everyone was kind of laughing about it and mm-hmm. she was like don't laugh and then suddenly she got very serious and she's like don't laugh I'm like girl it's a funny name why Girl, can't you take funny. a joke? Like, she like, was over here getting butt her, and Kyle kept on mispronouncing it, and she's like, it's homeless, not toothless. And she started, like, giving her, like, annoying looks and over-exaggerated breaths, and I'm like, Girl, it's not that deep. Shout out to the toothless and the homeless. God bless <laughs> all y'all. Hell, y'all so worried, worried about a damn name. Crystal, make a donation and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Exactly. Like, girl, calm the fuck down. Donate to the rebranding of homeless, not stupid. <laughs> How about that? Exactly. Where your mouth is. Since you want to sit here and complain about what people spend their money on and, mm-hmm. you know, all oh, 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 this type of the third, talking about you so practical, you're not going to nah. bring glam with you places. Yet, just last season, you were bragging about having a $95,000 purse just sitting on your kitchen table like a goddamn Ooh. coffee cup. <laughs> Exactly. To the point of saying, oh, I had that just sitting out for you when um, Kyle came over. Like, listen, I enjoyed the Bubbles and Birkins party just as much as anybody else. But don't sit here and act like you would never buy a Birkin when last season you had a hundred thousand. You had a you you had a purse that cost as much as a house that can only fit a cell phone in it. Sitting on your motherfucking table. Literally. I couldn't fit a pack of Altoids in that bitch, but it's a $100,000 bag. <laughs> my ID can't fit in that bitch. I can't even fit my license in that damn purse, but I got to pay $100,000 for it, and you want to talk about how practical you are when it comes to spending, yet you He's have a $100,000 purse just sitting on a kitchen table like it's a tchotchke? <laughs> make it make sense. She's not humble. Speaking of not humble, <laughs> did you get a chance to listen to my open letter to Andy Cohen? 
No, I have been very busy yesterday, but I did listen to the Crystal open letter. I think Andy Cohen might have heard my open letter. Uh-oh. Because did you hear that he um, put out a whole apology to Garcelle yes. about being insensitive to the situation surrounding her book being thrown in the trash and all of that stuff going on? Like, he put mm-hmm. out this big apology? Yep. I was like, that happened li- literally days after I put out that open letter. Because I put out that open letter, what's today? Tuesday? The 25th, yep. I put out that open letter on Saturday. Maybe he did hear it. Because I tagged him when I posted it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that girl. Like, I will add people no, me when too. I need you to hear something. Because I because I don't want anybody saying, oh, you talking behind somebody's back. Oh, you talking this and you won't say nothing to their face. You, you, you talking on the internet. Oh, no, bitch, I add people. So, you know, I'll say it mm-hmm. to your face, to your inbox, to to your DMs, to your timeline. Exactly. So we know exactly who I'm talking about. Like, no ma'am. Because I felt like Andy needed to hear it and I felt like Garcelle needed to hear it. So I tagged them both in it. I don't like how he just quickly went from, you know, oh, Rena actually threw the book away. Oh my God, you know, that's so terrible. Do you recycle? Right? And he went from, you recycled a telephone and then... What really made me want to just break my phone was when Rena said, oh, when Erica started getting all the hate for reposting my post, that's when I really started to feel bad. And I'm like, oh, so you that's really when started, you started to, to feel bad? That's when, that's when you started to feel bad, not when you threw out Garcelle's book literally over nothing, because she was just resharing what you told her, not even in a negative light, but since your delusional ass wants to make it like that, you know. Bad. But the audacity to just realize that's, that that's hurtful and that you, like... That's blatantly mm. disrespectful to somebody's work who you claim you've had a 20-year friendship with. And then on top of that, Erica ass is dumb as fuck because you sat here and took the L for that shit for right? what? And she you took said, the L for that shit for what? Mm-hmm. There was no reason. Like, you're already hated enough because of your theft of orphans and plane crash victims. And your and, ass harboring mm-hmm. stolen goods. And now you, on top of that, you want to take a blame for trashing Garcelle's memoir for your bestie Lisa Rinna, whose dick you'll gladly suck for free? This is what er- this is what Garcelle meant when she looked Erica in her face and said, "I don't have to make you look bad. You can do that on your own." Literally, she already. This is what she was talking every about. Every fucking season, that's what Erica does. Like at this point, Erica came on this show like this fierce woman, looked mm-hmm. like she could do anything. Blah 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 blah. Exactly. Now at this point, she looks like Brenna's lapdog. She's just a bitch at this point, and not in a good way. She looks like Rena's sidekick. She's more than a sidekick. I swear, I wouldn't even be surprised if they're secretly lesbian lovers. I wouldn't like, be surprised. They, they are out just... here hunching and slapping carpet. <laughs> they out here scrubbing Brillo pads and shit. Maybe that's why she don't want to talk about the husband. I mean, well, pat the puss on that. <laughs> God bless them. I just think, I hope... Andy Cohen, if you did hear my open letter, you ain't gotta acknowledge that it was me that um told your ass to get your shit together. But the least you could do is invite me on Watch What Happens Live to thank me. For invite me your too. Eyes. 
I'll be at the and bar. invite CJ too to be the bartender. I'll be the bartender. I feel like I'll take a, a seat too. I would like to ask Andy a lot of things that he might just skate around. That's really what I want Andy to do is really have a <laughs> is like do a panel where he sits down and just have different content creators come on and ask him the really hard questions mm-hmm. in a very um, life is not all diamonds and rose style. Like, I just want to ask him, are you really biased towards black people on the black franchises? Oh, uh, I treat everyone yes. equally next. Um, no, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Because I dove into that in my to my open letter. I gave several examples of how he's mishandled women of color on the show, specifically black women, from Garcelle at this reunion mm-hmm. to Monique Samuels to Candace Dillard Bassett to Ebony K. Williams. Like, he's done so many black women on this franchise dirty or allowed them to be done dirty on on this franchise and it's time that the person who positions himself as the king of housewives and the big daddy of housewives needs to be held accountable Mm -hmm. for his position because you can't sit here and continue to be the executive producer be the king of housewives be the person that gave these people their lives and then tease on people's podcasts how you're listening to the dailies and you're watching the um, dailies from the seasons and you're bragging about how good the show is going to be well you're seeing the footage that doesn't make it to air which that's means like, you're seeing all of this problematic shit that that's going on and you still allow it to go to air. It's yeah. time up for you being a white person that don't know no better. You're in a position of power. Just based on the fact of what your job description is, you should know better. I mean, it is called reality TV. I don't want to see no never before scene or a cut scene on a, a different week. No, I want to see everything because on all of these franchises there's so much context that us as viewers and fans would have loved to see and some of the people that we so that we greatly hate were, were actually vindicated in the deleted scenes yes so we need to like if even if it means making the episode two hours long i need to see the context so i, I know am i really gonna something. hate this person or am i hating them now but now that I have context I actually like them right because it's just it's it's just been too many situations too many instances too many racist housewives and at Mm -hmm. the end of the day not only do I feel like you're not handling your your housewives of color appropriately you're also continuously putting your viewers of color in jeopardy by Mm -hmm. putting this racist and problematic shit on fucking television with no trigger warning and expecting us to just ride with it like the shit is okay. Exactly. Like, you're not only triggering these housewives, you're triggering us who have to watch them be triggered. And it's actually not entertaining as they think it is. It's disgusting. It's insufferable. It is. And, like, I just, like, that's why I stopped recapping these shows because I just don't have the energy to force myself to watch these shows just to do a podcast about it. I have so many other ways to, to, to skin this cat. I will interview people till I am blue in the face, but I will not sit here and take notes on Housewives anymore because the, the shows are so hard to watch mm-hmm. for one reason or another. It's like, I don't get anything from it. Like, I want to enjoy what I do, personally. Yes. Like, I want to enjoy making content about reality TV, about Housewives, or, you know, whatever. But I can't sit here and be triggered just for content. Like, I, like, I don't get paid enough for that. Sorry. 
and now we see why most of these housewives feel like leaving just after one season yeah I'm surprised some of them made it to 14, 15, let alone 10. Chow. Destroying your mental health for one season of fame? I don't understand. God bless you. I mean, me personally, I'd probably do one season just to get it off my bucket list. But other Mm -hmm. than that, no. We're just watching people destroy other people and tear down women when wasn't the show supposed to be about showcasing their lives and not destroying them right like i thought this show was supposed to be about friends and like originally the whole franchise was supposed to be about like moms or just showing rich lives now it's just like oh you blocked me on instagram we're not friends anymore and somehow that's dragged on for 20 episodes you don't you don't follow me on instagram you're a cunt like and then at the reunion, it's like they double down. Like, I've always been a friend to you. How dare you block me? Um, anyways. Well, like, to the flashbacks of you being an insufferable person to that person <laughs> for weeks and months on end. Cut to an entire 90-second package of you being a cunt. And you wonder why people don't like you. Speaking of... Speaking of tearing down women, no wonder why people don't like you being a bitch... Let's talk about Potomac. Ooh. Because you told me you were watching that as well. Mm-hmm. And listen, I have a few thoughts about Potomac. Yes. But I want you to dive in and just give me your thoughts and I'ma just get in where I fit in. So I want to talk about Giselle first. Let's um, do it. I love me some Giselle. I love the way she talks. I love her little, you know, hi, 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 you know, good morning. Like, Mm -hmm. I just love the energy. I'm here for it. But when she started talking about the whole, you know, Chris and her situation, I I finally understood how Candace felt. It's like, oh, shit, this is going to be their storyline. I'm like, no, absolutely not. And I'm with Robin. It's just like, girl, he works at the W. He treats you like a sister. Best friends there is nothing about Chris Black Dick Bassett. Hello? Hello, hello? No, I'm saying yes, God. Oh, I thought I cut out. I was like, (laughs) there is nothing about Chris Black Dick Bassett to be uncomfortable about. And Ashley, let's talk about Ashley. I can see how your friend's husband texting you at 2 a.m. can be a little weird and a little shady. Especially when that person you ain't really friends with like that. Yeah. I mean, Chris had to day drink to deal with Candace. Let's not forget that. Hello? That part. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe he was just drinking, but, I mean, if I was married to Candace, I'd have to have at least five Coronas a day. I mean, I'm just, just saying, but you days. drinking hard liquor in the middle of the day. Like, it's yeah. not even like you drinking a beer. Like, I can see you drinking a Bud Light. And this motherfucker drinking Hennessy. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Candy Gal, not even one Hennessy is good. Baby. You need to be gone to even have a kid with her. Can we talk about the fact that all of a sudden... People went from hating Candace last season to being on her side this season. No, I hate, I hated Candace. And let me talk about that real quick. 
because Candace, at least from when I started watching from season season five and season six, I did not like her. Mm-hmm. She just seems way too reactionary and violent. Mm-hmm. And I think she was the one who started the whole Monique fight. I mean, mm-hmm. sis, if you're flicking me in my hair, tell me what am I going to do about it? Yeah, you're going to get slapped in the face because they know why you're entering up my personal space like that. Damn. And then with the whole Mia situation, the salad toss, I, me personally, I wouldn't take it that deep. I'd just be like, what the fuck? I wouldn't just grab a, <laughs> a damn crouton and chuck it at your face. Hello? That boy. But for some reason, I don't know what it is, but I feel like she entered the season almost calmer and more collected and more restrained because she didn't light Giselle's ass on fire at that dance studio. She said, I'm going to carry my black ass. (laughs) And Not today, Satan. Not Not today, today, neck. Not Not today, ankles. ankles. We don't have it. We don't have it. Baby. Okay. If that's what, like, I would have loved to seen her do that with Monique and Mia. You know, not today, crouton. Okay. Not today, wine glass. (laughs) Not today, feet. Mm -mm. Peach. Not today, clitoris. Girl. I just... And another thing I want to talk about people hating Candace. I, me personally, I don't really like when people say, oh, you only hate what Candace did because she's black and not light-skinned. I got to disagree with that one because I also didn't... I lo- I loved Wendy, season five. She seemed like a vibe. Season six, I was just like, girl, what the hell is you doing? Same. Like, you're, you're annoying and I don't like watching you. I don't know why she came back this season, but I heard production's fed up with her ass and she ain't going to come back. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. But it ain't got nothing to do because they are black and not light-skinned. They are just unlikable. There have been I... many unlikable black housewife it's not because of the color if you if can if you could be like a candace and be all nice this season ain't no problem because right now i'm not really feeling mia i didn't really feel her last season either so Mm -hmm. it's all about how you hold yourself but for me it's less about how they conduct themselves and it's more so the standard that they're held to yeah. Because I completely agree that that Wendy was great her first season and terrible her her second season. Mm-hmm. However, I can also agree that she's the wrong person to try to have a conversation about dark women being called aggressive when her entire personality tends to be aggressive. Right. Now, where that changes for me is with Candace. Candace has only gone above the board or or below the belt in defense of herself. That's You've true. never seen her specifically go after anybody. She's never maliciously attacked anybody. She's only gone below the belt when she's defending herself when somebody comes at her. Yeah. One. Two, I feel like the shit that Candace gets nailed to the cross for is nowhere near as bad as the shit that Giselle has done over the course of this entire season. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Candace saying your mama is low budget is nothing compared to Giselle questioning the paternity of somebody's child. Yeah. 
do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But Giselle is always praised that she's that girl. She's the word on the street. She's that bitch. I love her. She's sickening. But yet Candace needs to be fired and burned at the fucking stake. Yeah. Because she said your mama. But yet, <laughs> like I like like that. I don't understand. I don't understand that. So I do feel like it partially has something to do with her being a dark skinned woman, and because yeah. she, it's that, and it's the fact that. Candace is the girl that these girls can't handle. Yeah. She's the girl who she she gets you together so hard with her words, she makes you want to punch her in the face. Right? No, literally. So a lot of the girls can't verbally spar with her because she'll take you to a place that's outside of your character and they're blaming her for the fact that they can't go toe-to-toe with her. Yeah, I think for some of the viewers, I know at least some of, some of them mm-hmm. are a little if not very racist so I yeah. think the color part really just sticks with them mm-hmm. but I think because when when Candace defends herself she defends herself she explodes she maybe not explodes but like she she's very reactionary you know mm-hmm. if someone you know let's say comes for her wig she's gonna be like yo mama's wig or whatever and it'll be like it'll turn to this whole thing and so people mm-hmm. are like, oh, fire her. And I just think, I think people just want her to handle things better because, yes, she's defending herself, but there's mm-hmm. also some of these situations she could have just defended herself a little more, I guess, calmer or morally, I guess. I just feel like you can't tell somebody how to talk when they're defending themselves. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, had you not put me in that position, um, then then we would have never been having this this conversation. Do I agree that she does go below the bill? She will she will take it all the way there. When you go low, she'll go to hell with you. Y'all can't mm-hmm. praise Candy for doing that and then get mad at Candace for doing it. Yeah, that's what I have a problem with because when Candy was like, "When you go low, I'll go low with you." All of a sudden, she giving Marlo low blows, and then all of a sudden, she's sickening, bitch, I'm worldwide. But when Candace does it, it's fire her. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah. well, if somebody backed you into a corner, it, if somebody came and attacked you and came after you and, and, you know, blah, 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 you never know what you'll say. Because in the yeah. heat of the moment, you're you're just trying to defend yourself and then with the heat of being on camera this shit being on tv you try not to get embarrassed and look like your ass done got pumped down to the potomac like shit goes left but then at the end of the day y'all know candace does that so why even put her in that position to get your motherfucking feelings hurt when she know when you know that if you push her she gonna she gonna slit your throat yeah. Why set yourself up for that? Because you want to exploit that fact about her. At the end of the day, if Candace was doing all of that in defense of one of them, they would be behind her. One million percent. But because she's lashing that shit at them, all of a sudden, it's too much. Yeah. Now, where I'm going to get Candace together at, the, the place where Candace needs to get her shit together is social media. Because I feel like the worst of what Candace has ever done has been on the show or or on social media, not on the show. I, I feel like she's never done anything on camera that is worthy of her being fired. But you wishing death on somebody on Twitter, definitely yeah, wishing being fired. That turned me all the way off. 
I'll give credit where it's due and I'll hold you accountable where you need to be. I, I don't think she needs to get fired for anything that she does on the show. I think Candace is the birth. She's the best personality on the show. She has the best reads. She has the quickest comebacks. She's beautiful. She has a legitimate talent. She has an actual husband. She got a nosy ass mama with a big mouth. <laughs> on paper, she's an amazing housewife, yeah. right? But, but it's just her media. that y'all don't like for some reason. But on social media, she's a fucking train wreck. She's a Lisa Renna. She's a Lisa Renna on social media. But the but but the difference between Renna and Candace, Candace, all of her craziest moments live on social media. Mm-hmm. All of Renna's social media moments are extensions of the crazy shit that she does on the show. And Candace is more mentally stable than her on social media. One million percent. She'll on the show. To make you want. She will make you want want to carry your ass down to the welfare. But she, <laughs> but like she's not blatantly attacking people. Once yeah. Again, she's defending herself. Can she go too far? Yes. I, I will hold her to it. She can go too far. But if she wasn't being attacked, y'all would never have a problem with her. Yeah. Yeah. If she was saying the things that she was saying in defense of Giselle. Y'all wouldn't have no problem with her. Just like last season when she was defending all the girls. Like, when she defends the girls, she's cool. But then all of a sudden, when she lashing out at your ass, now all of a sudden she's going too far. And that's what I don't like. It's the standard that you hold them to. Because you let different people get away with worse shit. But then all of a sudden, Candace needs to be fired for saying your mama. Yeah. There's a lot of double standards in this franchise. Yeah. So, like, that's why I was like, I couldn't just do this open letter to Andy about Garcelle because it's so many different housewives of color. Like, you sat here and handled Monique and Chris terribly. Mm-hmm. The way y'all let Candace get handled is terrible. The way that you've handled, uh, t- to me, the way that he handled Candy in season nine was terrible. Like, he said the only reason that Phaedra didn't come back to the show was because nobody wanted to film with film with her ass but you didn't speak to the diabolical shit that she did she literally accused Candy of being a rapist but you don't speak to that yeah I don't buy it when a housewife leaves a show or is fired and it's just like oh you know they just had nothing in their life or nobody wanted to film with them no it's because of the act, the false accusations that were directed towards Candy yes like, go like, away the- with this Phaedra mhm I don't know how she still has a job. I don't know why people still like her. It's people even have the audacity to be like, oh my God, it was like five years ago. Get over it. Okay. So if somebody accuses you of drugging your friend and raping them, I'm going to tell you to get over it. Get over it, right? Yeah. Oh, but think about it like this. Think about all the people who have had these. See, this is the shit that I'm talking about with, 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 with Crystal when it comes to Michael Jackson. Based on Crystal's logic, Candy should have been canceled for what Phaedra said or for what Phaedra convinced Portia to say. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? See how that shit goes left so quick? Think about all the people who have actually been canceled based on allegations of of sexual assault. It's five, five, six years later. Where's Harvey Weinstein? Where's Les Moonves? Harvey Weinstein. Where's Bill Cosby? Crippled and in prison, honey. Where's Jeffrey Epstein? See? 
Like, all of these people, like, but yet y'all expect Candy to get over being accused of some shit that literally could have ended her career forever? Literally. And then people want to sit here and say, oh, well, she knew it wasn't true and it's just rumors, so you should calm down. Um, your whole business would have been shut down if people thought you were a rapist. Exactly, because especially in this age of cancel culture where it doesn't matter whether something's true or not, if the, if the lie is entertaining enough, people will run with it. So people will sit here and get canceled because of accusations and because of bitches like Crystal who run their damn mouth about shit that they don't know shit about. Log off Twitter, Crystal, first of all. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, how is she supposed to get over that? Like, I don't blame her for never wanting to film with that bitch again because you could have literally ended my entire career for what? Because I had your ex-husband's dirt bike in my fucking garage? Uh-uh. You want to accuse me of being a rapist because you think I called the feds on you? Like, for, for, first of all, why would I call the feds on you when I'm harvesting the actual fugitive shit in my garage? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's... Then on top of that, the feds came to my house to get his shit. They didn't come to your house. So if anybody should be worried about people calling the feds, it should be Candy, since they had to come to her house to get Apollo's shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you want to sit here and be mad at, Faith, at, at uh, Candy, Faith? Okay, girl. God bless you. And the God bless you. People will still be like, oh, yeah, Candy's boring. Bring back Phaedra. And oh, well, Candy won't film with Phaedra because of what happened. Oh, oh, well, bye. Like, what do you mean, oh, well, bye? Like, are we all just conveniently forgetting what happened? Yes. Or That's just exactly what it is. People, the same way that the fellow housewives on, on Potomac hold Candace to a different standard, it's the same way that the fans do with different housewives. They will excuse some of the worst and most evil shit because, they're fi- because it's their favorite housewife who's good TV. So just because Phaedra is funny on Ultimate Girls Trip, now all of a sudden she's just because Phaedra is so funny and she's the Southern Belle, now all of a sudden it's okay for her to get away with accusing somebody of drugging somebody and trying to rape them. Absolutely not. I don't want her back on my screen. I don't either. To be perfectly honest, like I think yeah. it's gross and I think it's disgusting. Like why are we still giving her a platform? Exactly. Speaking of speaking of why does this person still 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 have a platform? How do you feel about Kim going into foreclosure? Honestly, I I was kind of surprised because one, I don't really give a fuck about Kim, and and I just thought she was like the other housewife. She had money, and I thought with her one billion kids, she would be able to actually afford that beyond having a show. Right. So when I found this stuff out, like, what was it, last night? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, damn. Like, there's actual paperwork filed. Yeah. Like, how are you not, how are you not paying your rent? And first what? of all, why do you have a $300,000 loan in the first place? Right? Like, if That's you don't want to pay know. your rent, downgrade. Right. Or why do you don't need own a that big-ass house? Like, like, I get you got eight damn kids. <laughs> But at the end of the day, you got young kids and yeah. your oldest two kids don't even live with, with, with you. They like in their 20s. So exactly. you really only got four kids in the house. You don't need but what? Three rooms maybe for them kids. And then so all you need is a four bedroom house at the most. Like you don't need to be sitting in no big ass mansion in the gated community. Uh-huh. And, 
Ain't nobody checking for Kim. No, but there ain't nobody that's gonna break in Kim's house. Don't nobody want Kim's wig or <laughs> or her damn new port. And if she was in desperate need for this money, why does she keep saying, I'll never return to Atlanta? Well, clearly you needed to. Well, they not asking your ass no fucking way. So you keep Mm-mm. talking about it like somebody calling your phone. Ain't nobody <laughs> looking for you. I mean, it pays the bills because it's like, how much do they make per episode? Like 10K, 20K? It depends on the girls. Some mm-hmm. The girls make anywhere from 60000 a season to $600,000 a season. It just depends on how long you've been on the show, how much you bring, how well you're able to negotiate, all of those types of things. Ooh, so but, that six hundred k would have afforded her at least another two months. Well, that's what Erica was making last season. $600,000. So that makes me wonder, well, damn, Tardy for the Party paid that good? Wasn't nobody watching the damn show. All I, I didn't even know it existed until 2020. I didn't even, like, the only thing I've ever heard about Don't Be Tardy is how people didn't watch it. Yet the show was on for eight seasons. I swear to God, like, like I'm not even being funny. Like, no, the only I thing I've surprised. ever heard about Don't Be Tardy is that nobody watched it. So when it finally got canceled after eight years, all I kept hearing pe- 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 people say was, how the fuck did it last so long? Why was this show <laughs> on for eight years? Who was watching this? <laughs> I watched, like, two episodes, and I was like, what the fuck? I watched half an episode. <laughs> Not even half an episode. I watched one act. And she got this housekeeper that I don't even like. She just got problematic. She, and, and by the way, I think it's pretty funny how we didn't see Sweetie down to the Don't Be Thought. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave that right where it's at. Mm-hmm. But what you feel about Monique and Chris and what they got going on right now it's very confusing to me because I heard they got divorced then Mm -hmm. I heard they were together and then I heard they're together but separate Mm -hmm. and then I heard they're together but they're living in different houses and Mm -hmm. then they're divorced again so I'm like girl what the hell's going on up in DC what's going on on this season of love and marriage listen what I suggest is just go watch her watch her most recent YouTube video where she spent a long time explaining some shit that she really got out in the first 15 minutes. To be perfectly honest, that live didn't need to be an hour and some change. She could have made that live 15 minutes long, but she wanted to hack that meal. But she wanted to sell that Mila Eve Essentials, honey. So she stayed her ass on that and talked about that Mila Eve Essentials. And I don't blame her. Hustle your shit. Hustle your shit. But... You made the whole live about your marriage <laughs> situation and you explained it all in 15 minutes. Literally 15 minutes. But that out but that live was over an hour long. <laughs> but pretty much what happened was that Ashley said some shit at BravoCon about Monique going through personal issues. Next thing you know, People Magazine released a headline saying that they getting divorced after 10 years and then all of these publications picked it up. Monique did a video later that day talking about, or the next day, where she posted the video with, with uh, Chris and she was like, Chris, how you feel about this? Oh, yeah, I she said, shot me, Eve. Just selling them essential oils, child. Shot me, Eve. <laughs> and you flashing your ring like like Wendy Williams right, right before she filed for divorce. 
then next thing you know, you want to get your ass down to the YouTube where you ain't had time to make a video in almost a year. But now all of a sudden, people, people saying you getting divorced and now you got time to make a YouTube video. Oh, okay. Now all of a sudden, after a year of not being on YouTube, now because somebody said you getting divorced, now you got time for the YouTube. Okay, Monique. But she got her ass up there and basically said, you know, um, that they're living in separate houses. They own multiple homes. As she said on Potomac, they own four homes. So so they're living in separate houses, basically getting back to the root of themselves and figuring out how to be the best be their best selves so that they can be their best selves in their marriage and that they're not breaking up and all of this stuff. She addressed what Ashley said, blah, 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 blah. She said she ain't mad with Ashley, all this other bullshit. She talked about it, but I was like, girl, you took a long time to talk about it, and I'm trying to figure out why the hell your ass ain't been on here selling that Mila Eve Essentials before, <laughs> now all of a sudden, you on here gotta do an hour live about Mila Eve Essentials where you casually sprinkle in a little bit of uh, bullshit about your marriage. Like, girl the only thing that was interesting about that live that she said was basically they done the media done ruined their storyline for next season of love and marriage dc they kind of did though that's what she said because she was like basically this is what we were planning on talking about on season two of love and marriage we haven't even started filming yet but we were basically gonna be talking about how we're navigating this new space in our marriage and how we're figuring out how, how how to be our best selves so that we can, you know, be our best selves in this marriage and we're not breaking up and we're not separated in this and in the third, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but honestly, the way she was talking, it seemed like Chris was more adamant about making sure that the public knew that they weren't breaking up and that they were still together. And Monique kept saying, but even if we do break up and even if something did happen and even if we did, we would still be the best person for each other. And, you know, we would tell you ourselves and this, that, and the third. And even if we were, and some people just don't work out it seems like she's a little further out out of the marriage than he is and it feels like she's trying to give it one last chance for him oh i know what that feels like honey they getting divorced that's what it sounds like i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't file for divorce but they're closer to to divorce than they're trying to make us believe i'm surprised that you've been separated i'm not to be perfectly honest because i watched love and marriage dc i was like okay See, I watched it, and the way that she explained what they got going on, they're living in separate houses, but they still together, I was like, that don't surprise me one goddamn bit. Oh. Not one bit. It don't surprise me at all. Yeah, I'm Not assuming at all. all of that came from the first season. Yeah, you really, like, if you watch the first season of Love and Marriage DC, you'll understand why they're in the position they're in right now. Oh, okay. It won't be surprising to you at all. But the shit that's crazy to me is, like... It's just listening to that live. Go back and listen to it. She sounds closer to filing to the... She sounds more reasonable or, like, she sounds more willing to break up the marriage than he is. And I feel like he's begging her for one last chance and he's... And, like, she's basically giving him this one last shot to work it out. But she basically got one foot out the door. That That's how she sounds. Because she's, she's basically, like, she's happier than she's ever been they're in a better place and this and the third but y'all living separately and all this other stuff like it feels like she's setting up her life post post divorce with chris already living in the separate house working on co-parenting effectively communicating for the kids it sounds like she's setting him up to divorce him and he's thinking oh we're we're navigating our marriage differently so that we can work it out and come back together and i think she's 
she's get she's getting to a place where she's too comfortable being separated and, and then she's gonna be like well what's the point of coming back together for what yeah I feel bad for him cause I've been in that place where it's like oh we gotta like re-navigate our relationship no it didn't work out so honey just for like this. Yeah, like, it comes to a point where there's only so much navigating that you can do. And yeah. it's like, at, at some point, your ass needs to re-navigate to a different location. I feel like the only way re-navigating a relationship is if you are, are both still in it. And you just need to fix some problems, like going to therapy or something. But if you are already halfway out the door, or the other person's kind of holding in the other half, let them run. Yeah. Let them go. Let them get in their car and drive off. Let them drive back, if you will. Drive back. Honey. Let them go to deep space. Let them go to deep space, honey. Let them figure it out, honey, because it ain't going to do nothing but make you core other things. Yeah, yeah. And if you're separated, why not? Yeah, like I said, just get divorced. Because separated, you're basically broken up. Yeah, like, what is that dynamic going to The only difference is you're still together and you can't see other people. Right, because she basically said, oh, we're not at a place where we're, where we're dating other people. We're still together. We're not, you know, trying to date other people and break up. You've gotten your children used to the dynamic of you two living in separate homes. Yeah. It's not so a good thing for the children. Yeah, like, to the kids, you probably already look broke up. And then what's it going to look like when y'all come back in the house together? Like They probably to be me, traumatized when they're older. Yeah, like, the optics of that just don't look ideal to me. And I don't necessarily like it. And sometimes the way to fix a relationship is by dating other people. Yeah. And like, it's a weird way, but sometimes people will date other people and then they'll realize, oh yeah. I need to get my ass on back to the house. Yeah, I'm going back because she she the one. Yeah, because people get out here and they realize what what this dating world look like and they ass realize oh I don't need to be out here navigating I need to drive my ass back and go all the way home with damn Tamar and Candace mm-hmm. cause I don't got time for this type of foolishness yeah child what else you watching child uh, 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 you watching um Salt Lake I I don't know what it is about the season but I'm just not into it it's I don't not know. Connecting. I it's feel not like it's start. I feel like it's a slow burner. I feel like the first, the first episode for me, it was just kind of like, eh, okay. The second episode, I'm like, eh, eh. But I've seen clips on Instagram, so I know it's gonna get more spicy with the Heather and Whitney stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm and I and from what I've seen and heard, Whitney's just basically throwing everything she can out for a storyline. And just oh, trying to God. cause mess while making her look like a mess. Which I understand. But she's starting to look a little like Lisa Rinna. And I feel like I feel like if you're that housewife that just throws out random bullshit to start a storyline to the point where everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they, they start that. to look crazy. It's kind of a hint that this is your last season, honey. Or at least it needs to be. Because you ain't got nothing going on in your own life to talk about. Or at least be unbothered about that you want to just sit here and be nosy and be in everybody else's shit. It makes you look like you ain't got shit else going on. Speaking of lack of storyline, there I have heard something. You know how Whitney talks about her abuse? Yeah. I've heard that she's only talking about it because she ain't got nothing else going on. And I've also heard sprinkles 
that it's a fake abuse storyline because her dad's out of the picture. Which is going to... It's going to blow up in her face. The open letter that I'm going to have for Whitney, if this shit turns out to be fake. I hope it's not fake because you should never make a fake story about, oh, my dad abused me and my child. That's not something to joke about or make up something about. Especially when you have other storylines you could explore. At the end of the day, you got a whole husband. You just rebranded your entire fucking business. Let's talk about Wild Rose Beauty. Let's talk about Wild Rose Beauty. Let's talk about how your husband just got fired from his job because y'all shared a sex scene back in season two. Exactly. Let's talk about that. Like, break the fourth wall in that way. Let's talk about how your husband is not out here peddling through Indeed.com trying to find a damn (laughs) job because y'all want to have nasty time for a storyline on the damn TV. Every damn season. Down to the Republican-ass, conservative-ass Utah. Mm -hmm. Or how about if you don't got nothing else going on, at least be entertaining. At least be fun. Or at least have some real shit going on. Because, like, for me, I watched the first episode and I ain't been able to get back into it since. Mm -hmm. It just, to me... This whole contrived shit between Meredith and Lisa, I'm not with it. I don't want to hear it. Meredith is pissing me off because I can't stand people. Like, I I can't stand the girls who are like, well, I know rumors about them. I've heard things about them, but I just don't say it. And then two minutes later, well, I've heard that she's having an affair, but I won't get into the details about it. It's like, you keep dropping these these tidbits about the shit, but you don't get into it. That's the type of shit that pisses me off big because it's like you're doing the exact same thing like you may as well just go ahead and say it just because she said you're a whore and and you fucked half in new york now all of a sudden you want to allude to her cheating on her husband or allude to her doing favors to get vita tequila in places which by the way she must not be doing them that damn good because (laughs) we still got a request to get vita tequila sold anywhere outside of fucking utah i guess the maybe that's why her husband fucked her sister before they got married Maybe. I don't know how it is down there in Utah with all the sibling fucking. Is she the queen of liquor licenses? Like, who is Clearly not. Like, because I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I just, I just, to me, none of these storylines are biting for me. Like, I already knew Jinshaw was guilty. So, so her changing her plea, y'all should have waited to drop that until the damn season, which I know y'all can't control the press. But that just blew up her damn storyline. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Because I felt like she was guilty from the beginning when her she when her guilty. assistant flipped on her so quick. I already knew she was guilty. Like when the assistant was willing to flip on her that fast, I was like, oh yeah, she guilty as fuck. And we already tired of her damn criminal. That's not even a storyline. It's literally happening. But we tired. Like, like they we just keep tired. pushing the court date back and back and back and back and back. For another damn. four seasons of hearing about how she's gonna go to trial soon and go to trial soon is but shit i'm gonna be dead by the time she actually gets arrested and put in jail Andy said well andy said something about i think he said something in an interview where he said something to the effect of as a former cast member or he said something about her being fired did did you hear about that i did i heard something about um once he said once she pled guilty it kind of changed the relations with production and bravo yeah or something like that and I think I heard something recently. I think it might might have been last night or the day before where he said something to the effect that she no longer works for Bravo. I mean, it's about damn time. That's all I can say. Because they already started casting for season four like a month ago. 
Yeah. Do you think she's going to be at the reunion? Maybe virtually in an orange jumpsuit. Ooh. I would love to see that, to be honest. Or have her actually show up in an orange jumpsuit. That you know what Jin Shaw would probably be the person to do some stupid shit like that. She would, but she'd look pretty and then put on a jumpsuit with like yeah. heels. She'll have a beat face, Christian Louboutin. Yeah, she'll the, find some sort of prison glam squad. The jumpsuit will look like like it came from Fashion Nova. <laughs> Not Fashion Nova. I'm telling you, honey, because she be looking like these. Child, I, I don't understand the girl. Well, listen, I ain't gonna talk about nobody. God bless Jin Shaw. God bless Omar. Cause right. if you remember last season when they were talking to Omar and she was standing there and he was in the scene, that boy looked traumatized. Yeah. That boy looked traumatized. And I can just imagine what he's going through now that his mama done fucked around and played guilty. Shout out to Jen Shaw's mama. Because I want to know if Jen Shaw actually took that damn near million dollars. I hope not. That her mama was talking about taking out like her entire life savings or whatever yeah, that's her to help her fight her case. Her retirement fund nearly a million dollars only for you to turn around and plead fucking guilty. If I, I would have known that, that I took that if I would have known that I was guilty or if I would have took that money from my mama, I don't give a damn if I was guilty. Ain't I would have fought that shit and just got convicted. Uh-uh. I would never I wouldn't even do that for my kids when I have them. Like, uh-uh. I'm not sacrificing my whole retirement fund for you. Just because you could be innocent, you could be guilty. I'm not. I'm not betting 50-50 on my retirement fund. And she could have handled this shit a long time ago. Like, people started getting arrested years ago. She, mm-hmm. she been could have circumvented this shit and shut this shit down. And probably would have gotten away had she just shut her shit down. But she didn't. Now, all of a sudden, you want to just find a different way to do it and move to Telegram and move to WhatsApp and mm-hmm. do all this other bullshit. And now, all of a sudden, now you caught up. See, for me, I knew she was guilty the moment Stewart uh, switched on her ass. The moment Stewart got arrested, they put the cuffs on him, man. And his ass started singing like like, like damn Adele. Mm-hmm. Everybody started singing. Like, he saw them cuffs and he said, hello from the <laughs> other side. Hitting them high notes like Mariah Carey. I'm trying to get back outside. He was all like, I am innocent. That boy. Honey, I said, honey. And she, I hear still fight talk about I'm fighting for my life, not your approval. Bitch. Girl, we are you know gonna you be guilty. fighting. You gonna be fighting for your virginity, bitch. You, the only <laughs> thing I wanna see from the only thing I wanna see from Jen Shop is her strength training and getting ready for prison. The season I just started with her gym. going to prison. It really should. Like I wanna just see her in the gym. <laughs> getting ready. I want to see her strength training. Getting ready. I want to see her learn how to stick and move. I want to learn how to learn how to kickbox. I want to see Jen teach her how to make a shit. To, li- literally, I want to see her learn how to whittle and carve and shit. Because I want her to, I want her to get get ready for prison like Jennifer mm-hmm. Lopez did in, in that Enough movie. Mm-hmm. Like when Jennifer Lopez got ready when she was training to kill her ex husband. Oh in that my movie. god. That's what I want to see Jen Shaw training. Like, I want to see her cut off her hair and get a lesbian haircut. No glam squad. No glam squad. I want to see Jen Shaw for an entire season with no makeup and no weave. See her looking like Jenny Nguyen. Yes. With that short haircut. Speaking of, once again, Andy Cohen. Mm -hmm. How did y'all let this shit get by you? We just need a whole new casting team. I mean, if y'all hired me to cast, I'm pretty sure everybody would like it. 
I'm pretty sure. Like, hire me to cast. Hire me to. We need to get. We need. I want to see a. People are gonna think it's boring, but I would like to see a season where the whole cast just gets along and has fun. Yeah. Because they be going on these beautiful, expensive, expense-free for them vacations, and they just be fighting the whole damn time. Like, bitch, if we out here in Miami, I'm not gonna be out here fighting with you. I'm gonna be out here Please. sipping a mimosa on the beach, minding my damn if, business. If I was in Amsterdam, I wouldn't have gave a damn if Kyle was lying about ever smoking weed or not. I'd have been like, bitch, I'm finna sit here and get high mm-hmm. and enjoy these windmills. Buy me a brownie. And I'm finna sit here and talk shit, have a space cake and a smile. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm sitting here getting paid to talk shit in another country. <laughs> you bitches ain't gonna ruffle my feelings, honey. You uh-uh. gonna break my soul. Not today, Satan. Not today, Not neck. Not today, neck. Not today, ankles. Not today, ankles. We don't have it. Mm-mm. Okay? I would just love to see the whole Beverly... Not the whole Beverly Hills cast, but I want to see the all the Fox Force gone, and we just yeah. have people... The actual girls are along with... We need Garcelle. We need Sutton. We need Crystal. We need Denise. We need LVP. You know, we need people that can bond over something... Because we all know they all have a good time. They all hate Lisa Rinna. They're all going to bond over that. They're all going to love each other. They're all going to turn it up. People are going to say, oh, it's boring. We need Kathy full time. I mean, listen, they need to dump Rinna and Erica for Kathy. Okay. I would would love to see Kathy Hilton on my screen, even if it's still as a friend, over Rinna and Erica. I mean, she's a Hilton. She literally received more money as a friend than these housewives this season because she sorry. asked Bravo for it. So what makes and you I'm... think Bravo ain't finna choose Kathy over Lisa, Rena, and Erica? Exactly. They and paid her $2 million me. just to be a friend. And then on top of that, for me, I'm not gonna sit here and believe anything Kat, um, that Lisa, Rena says about somebody saying something racist or homophobic when this was the same woman who showed up to a Halloween party wearing a swastika shirt with her husband playing Sid and Nancy. This is mm-hmm. the same woman who showed up to her Lisa Renna beauty party basically in fucking blackface because she Literally. was the same skin tone as Garcelle Boubet. This is the <laughs> same woman who sat up last season and was allegedly the person that said that this is why we don't have black people on the show or this is why mm-hmm. we don't talk mm-hmm. about race on the show because we're not that type of show. So if you're the person who just last season didn't want to talk about race on the show, why would I believe you're the one, you being the one calling out somebody being racist? Like, aren't you the same woman who pushed Garcelle to a mental breakdown just to open up about herself? Yeah. Like, she's the only black woman in a group of mostly white people, and you just expect her to be open about her life, but y'all just keep poking and prodding and poking and prodding. But when she breaks down, it's like, oh, we love you, Garcelle. And Especially with a malicious bitch like you. Mm-mm. And all Especially the way back to season 10. Yeah, what were you saying? Yes. Back oh, to I'm season sorry. 10 with the... Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I'll let you go first. I, I was just saying, like, child, like, why would she trust somebody like you to, to confide in when her only knowledge of you is being maliciously deliberately going after people on the show you brought Denise on the show and went after her you brought Sutton on the show and went after her mm-hmm. you 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 came on the show going after Kyle Richard Jaree 
like Lisa Vanderpump, Yolanda Hadid. You've gone after everybody every single season. Why would she trust you to be the person that she breaks down to? Exactly. Like, but, back in season 10, you practically forced Denise to come out as a lesbian, even though she wasn't a lesbian and she never had that affair. Right. Like, why were you pushing so hard for her to do something that she wasn't? And when she made it very clear, you still didn't believe her. You still dragged her. You literally ended a 20-year friendship just for some fame and a storyline. Back in season nine, LVP, the whole Puppygate stuff, and she just lost her brother. Y'all just credit her whole entire feelings and just kind of brushed everything aside and still relentlessly attacked her when she was going through a lot. Relentlessly. And came after Kim for her alcoholism, destroyed many a mental health, didn't believe Yolanda had Lyme's disease. Questioned her children having it. Like, she, that woman literally knows no bounds. None whatsoever. And this season, she wouldn't let up on Sutton even when you could see that she had stopped fighting and was emotionally tired. Yes. But then so you why would anybody here and blame you your mama for you being a damn bully? Like, I get grief can make you act like a bitch sometimes, but grief don't make you act like a bitch to one or two people over and over and over and over and over again. Over, right. over the course of, what, four months? Exactly. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Like, girl, what's the point? For what? Why? And you're still a bitch now, so what's your excuse? It's not Lois, honey. It's almost been a year. And Like, what was your no excuse is... before Lois died? You've been doing this since season five with, when you came on the show. What was your excuse before Lois died? You, you were doing the exact same shit. She said her excuse was, oh, at the reunion, she was like, oh, I'm always confused. I'm always all over the place. Okay, so you were all over the place in Amsterdam. You were all over the place with Yolanda. You was all over the place with LVP and Denise and now with literally anyone you don't like. Like, It's not making sense. If you that damn all over the place, maybe leave the show and seek some help. Right. Like, your ass literally tried to come after Garcelle by the fucking sauce that she already thanked you for. And Harry didn't even ask for a thank you. Right. Harry don't give a fuck. Harry said just send her the damn sauce. Harry don't even want to be on camera with your ignorant ass. We know Harry don't give a fuck about nothing. I'm pretty sure. And she be sitting here blaming a whole bunch of shit on Harry. Oh, you hurt Harry. Oh, you did this to Harry. Oh, Harry felt this way. I'm pretty sure Harry don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. Harry don't give a fuck. Harry is in Canada learning lines, minding his business and fucking his boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the husband. Let's talk about the husband. I wish people would actually talk about the husband, even if Rena gets mad. Yes. Like, Like, I want... Like, I want somebody to come on the show. If y'all gonna bring somebody new on Beverly Hills, I want somebody to come on that's gonna talk about the husband. Mm-hmm. I want to know what they don't want out. Plus, it's a reality show. Like, you should be displaying your life. We shouldn't have contracts talking about what we should and should not talk about. Because, Di- let's let's talk about Diana Jenkins for a second. Because if Diana had actually talked about her experience with Jeffrey Epstein and helping him traffic some girls... She would have had a storyline this season. Exactly. Like, she had many a chance to talk about that book. Many chances to talk about him. Did she? No. She brushed it off and was all like, Oh, I thought I already talked about that. No, bitch. Talk about it. Give us something. 
to work Mention with. Something interesting. Something that's actually still somewhat relevant. Because the only reason we know your ass or or have come to know your ass is, is because of this book. And you didn't even want to talk about that. You mm-hmm. want to sit here and talk shit and spell people's name wrong like you hot shit. And you can't even... Like, girl, you can't even wear a damn hat that fit. <laughs> like, the least you could have did was spent this season trying to find a proper damn chapstick. <laughs> Licking your lips too damn much. Like, girl, you about as chapped as your damn storyline. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, every time you lick your lips, child, child, child. Take a shot every time she licks her lips. Take a shot every time she licks her lips. Every time Diana Jenkins licks, licks her lips, a fucking Bosnian orphan got adopted. <laughs> like, if somebody, like, if somebody got donated a meal every time Diana Jenkins lip, lick, licks her lips, she could end world hunger. Exactly. Her only storyline was talking about Bosnia and her gay fiance. And her gay-ass fiancé. Shout out to the gay-ass husband. <laughs> it's like, oh, back when I was in Bosnia. Oh, in Bosnia, I experienced this. Oh, I too had this in Bosnia. We get it, girl. Take you your ass in Bosnia. back to Bosnia. <laughs> Take your ass back, bitch. You already got one of your children in Bosnia. Go your ass back. Go home. At go this home. point, you talk about it so damn much. Yes, like, girl, go be the goddamn queen of Bosnia. <laughs> Hell. Does everybody in Bosnia listen? No, well, I ain't gonna go ahead and attack the Bosnian people because I'm sure not everybody in Bosnia has chap lips like that. <laughs> I'm sure that the Bosnian people know what Vaseline is. <laughs> I am sure that Diana does not represent the entire population of Bosnia, and I'm sure that if I asked somebody who was Bosnian, they would probably look at her like she damn crazy. Shout out to if you're a Bosnian, if you're from Bosnia. And you're listening to this podcast because I have a whole bunch of countries that my podcast goes to. I got people all over the world, but I ain't got nobody from Bosnia. If this podcast reaches Bosnia, send me a DM and let mm-hmm. me know what the chapstick situation is in Bosnia. If you are from Bosnia and you have lived through a war, riddle me this. If you went from losing everything to suddenly being worth more than anything, would you be grateful or would you let it all go to your head? Because that's what happened to Miss Diana Jenkins. She wants to sit here in her conventional talking about, I came from nothing. But now all you do is flex your money. If it was me, I would have been like, I'm so grateful for my money. I, I would have. I can't wait till Diana Jenkins like, go into foreclosure. She gonna go into foreclosure. She just be spending shit on anything and being arrogant and narcissistic as fuck. From someone who grew up with nothing, you sure ain't acting like it. Okay, bitch, you giving real silver spoon. It's giving. Mm -hmm. I've never known the value of a dollar, so I'm going to spend my money suing the internet to figure out who the fuck sent these bots. Not because I want to help Garcelle and her son, but but because I want to clear my motherfucking name. And did she? No. No, bitch. Garcelle's in... Like... At the end of the day, even if she did do an investigation, we wouldn't have believed the goddamn thing she would have said anyway. Just like down to the Mary to Medicine when the girls talk about these polygraph tests. I don't believe shit y'all say any fucking Polygraph way. tests are not accurate. 
they're not admissible in court and then you didn't do them on camera so Mm-mm. i don't believe shit your ass saying anyway i don't know who this polygraph is i don't this, this could be your cousin doing a polygraph they found <laughs> on youtube i don't know what the fuck this means like y'all both coming with these random ass results just because it's in a manila envelope don't make it no official paperwork and the fact that she only was on the reunion for a total of two seconds already means she's fired looking greasy and sunburned <laughs> and reading off a damn teleprompter uh, okay i was like first of all why you got your damn teleprompter so hot <laughs> yeah why you looking it up you look like you looking at mirrors on the ceiling what the hell is you looking at all the way up there why you looking at your damn baseboards and your trim for your and line i'm hoping at least somebody on that couch noticed because i know they all ain't that old enough to be blind Right, like, why are your lines written on the damn ceiling? This ain't the number 23. <laughs> the hell? What's wrong with you? Anyway, was there anything else that's been on your mind, honey? Was it, was, are there anything else that you've been watching? Was there anything else that you wanted to get off of your chest? I'm thinking about what happened last season on New York when it got canceled. I heard that the only reason it was put on hiatus was because... They wanted to fire Ebony, but they were afraid the fans would think the producers were racist. And they considered shaking up the whole cast or whatever, but then they thought fans wouldn't watch, so that's why they fired everybody. But I'm confused because there is many a black woman in New York. We already had Bershawn. So there was no need to do all this for the show. We would have been on season 15 by now. If y'all exactly. had to put in the work and at least found a middle-class black woman, you're like, y'all don't have to reach for like the richest, richest black woman, but find a black woman who's financially stable or just give the apple to Bershawn and call it or, good. Or like, if y'all didn't sit here and inject a black woman with a pro-black political agenda into a group of women who have old. probably never even met black people in their life, who are old-minded, who come from a Paula Deen mentality, and and you set her up to be the person to wag their finger about race to these mm-hmm. white women. Y'all set her up to fail, make her the catalyst for the reason why the show is now split into Real Housewives of New York Racist and Real Housewives of New York <laughs> Affirmative Action. And then you don't even give the bitch a check. Like, y'all don't even cast her on the show. And mm-hmm. then on top of that, not that I like Vershawn, because I felt like Vershawn gave very pick-me energy. Oh, no, but, she fought with Sonya. She lost me at that one. Yeah, she was giving pick-me energy the whole mm-hmm. time for me. I was like, girl, I don't understand nothing you I'm talking about. I don't know nothing about you, and I don't want to know nothing <laughs> about your ass. Go back to obscurity. Where, where, where Ramona dug you out of? Child, you put, child, go back to Ramona's DMs where you... Where, where she found your ass that y'all wasn't nobody damn friend Ramona ain't got no black friend she did it for the optics exactly Ramona has, has black know. employees if that she probably don't even want black people working for her honey she there's too many shadows in the room she's probably anyway. bugged as fuck at the ultimate girls trip with Kenya and Cynthia and got her ass cussed slapped the fuck out and that's what she did <laughs> but to me, it just doesn't make any sense because y'all sit here, set a woman up, and then you don't even give her the chance to have the real opportunity to be a housewife that she deserves. You sit here and you fire everybody when it came out that it, that 
that Ebony's investigation against Ramona was not the first investigation launched at Ramona about racist shit that she said that season. It was the third. I don't know why we protected Ramona so much. Production members behind, because they added black people to the production staff to accommodate the black housewife so that she wouldn't feel like she's the only black person in the room. Girl. So that we could help to, to facilitate her story better. They put black people on the show and Ramona literally said, oh, there's so many black chicks on the show now that I can't even keep y'all's names straight. Oh. But yet we live in a predominantly white world and you can't remember three black women's names. It's not that hmm. hard to remember. Really? Wow. And plus, wow. New York is full of color, so I'm still confused as to why the whole time it's just been white women on these franchises. I'm trying to figure out what part of New York does Ramona live in that, that black people don't exist. I mean, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Bronx, like literally any area of New York has a and bunch of black women, a bunch of Hispanic women. I mean, come on. Like, New York is probably one of the most, the most diverse cities in this country. Yeah, Ramona acts like she's never seen a black person when she meets Ebony. Didn't she say she like n- never leaves her like neighborhood? Like she never leaves Manhattan or whatever? Probably. I mean, clearly. Which is because... why I feel like she don't know Bershawn. Because bitch, you act like you ain't never even seen a black person. And yet you get get all of a sudden Ber- Bershawn is your friend. We ain't never seen her before. We ain't never seen you with nobody else of any type of color, black or otherwise. Did yeah, she now say she was sudden, uncomfortable when they went to Harlem for that Jewish thing? Yeah. Black she's survive. like, I've never been out here. You're, que- you're nervous about going to Harlem. You're yeah. questioning why Black Shabbat is a thing, but yet you have Black friends. This is what I mean when I say that when Black people, when, when people say they have Black friends, I automatically believe they're racist because look at all the Black people who we've Look at all the people who have said they have black friends that have tried to get out of being racist. Jenny Wynn, mm. Ramona, Vicky Gumbleson. Do you believe they're not racist? No, they probably they definitely are. Yet Sutton, who actually just ha- who actually just is a black friend to Garth well, who 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 actually has a black friend in real life, we have no reason to question her. Mm-mm. Because she doesn't like like she doesn't carry herself like look at my black friend Garcelle look at how hip and woke I am yeah look how inclusive I am like people of color are not persons we 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 had this conversation about gay men years ago when Nene threw her um, girls and gays party we are not accessories we are not purses we are not wallets we are not scars gays blacks people of color we are not accessories for you to look like you cool or to, or to look like you're a better patriot or a better American because we all know that your that that your definition of patriotism is a bit more skewed than you want to admit uh-huh. and the fact that you don't want to admit it says a lot but of any rate I'm gonna close with that because I don't child I really ain't have nothing else and I would hate to get on here and give these white women any more more time than they're necessary or that they're due or that they they deserve but however I enjoy shooting the shit with you you have to come back thank you so much for hanging with me of course 
I appreciate you so much. Let the people know where they can find you, where to follow you, what's coming up, what you got going, all the things of the thing. You can follow me on my housewives account at the housewife collector. Yes. Make sure you guys follow. Great person, great content. Make sure you guys go and listen to his episode of my podcast. By the time this will come out, it will have been out already. So make sure you guys go and listen to his episode of the podcast. It's the first time that I did an interview without actually interviewing somebody. And honestly, I think he might have changed the game, CJ. Boom. I'm a legend. You are. You are an OG. You are a legend. And you are the moment. Boom. Now, come on now. (laughs) All right, babe. You enjoy the rest of your day. I will hop into your DM and we will talk soon. Thank you so much again. And I will holler at you later. All righty. Talk to you soon, babe. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody, that was my conversation with CJ from The Housewife Collector. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, and I hope you guys enjoy CJ on the pod because he's definitely going to be back. I appreciate him coming by Thursday to drop off his reviews and his opinions on all this week's past episodes of The Real Housewives from Potomac to Salt Lake City, etc., I'm so glad that he stopped by Reality Recap to let me know what he's been watching, how he feels about all the girls, and what he thinks is coming up for the future. Let me know what you guys think about his perspectives, his views. Let me guys, let me know what you guys think about what I had to say, and let's correspond in the comments. Make sure you guys follow CJ at The Housewife Collector on Instagram. Make sure you follow this podcast, realrealityrealness.sir, sir spelled with an E, not an I, on Instagram. My sister podcast, Housewives History, with Megan and Sean at housewiveshistory.ms. Um, make sure you follow all the stuff, all the people, all the hosts, all the things of the things. Share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Five stars, five star rating, five star reviews, all of those things, all the things that you know your podcasters and your YouTubers tell you to do with their content. So with that being said, I love every single one of you. I thank every one of you for being here. I appreciate you all. Um, I love you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Make sure you guys always be real. Stay in reality. Always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, love you. Bye. Peace.